One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yes, guys, welcome back to the Take On. It's me, myself, Anton Ferdinand. To my left, I got Danny Murphy, and to my right, I got Joey. Certainly. How you doing, guys? Good, good, good. Yeah. Good. There's only one place to start on the Take On, and because it's fresh in our minds, we're gonna go straight to the England game last night. What was your thoughts? I thought we done well. Like, I look at that Italy side, and I think. It's very much changed from the side we came up against in that Euro final. Like, literally, they had two players that were on the pitch um, for that Euro final. Obviously, we had, I think it was eight. And then when you look at the players we had that weren't on the pitch in the Euro final, you're looking at the likes of Jude Bellingham, Phil Foden, really, really high-level players. Mm. So I would say, and I'm not sort of sticking the knife in here, but I would say there's a definite drop in quality from that Italy side in terms of what we lined up against in the final that time and where those players were in their careers at that time. You had the likes of a Jorginho player then who was playing at top, top level club football, You're winning Champions League. was at Chelsea. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but you had, you, had, you had some good players. Nah, in Verratti, that Verratti Chiesa, I mean, yeah. they, they was a good side. And when I look at the one last night, I think, okay, that's a weakened side. But what I did like is we showed character, didn't we? We went behind in the match. Could have been two down at one point Skamaka mm. the old West Ham boy he looked like he was quite lively up top yeah. um, we showed characters come back in the match and, and, and done well in the end but it all sort of come down to one man for me and that's obviously Jude Bellingham yeah I, I agree with that however um, Murph what do you think about Gareth Southgate's selection process in terms of and I say this all a lot like when he first came into the job his quotes were to play for England, you've got to be playing for your club mm. and you have to be informed. If you're not, you're in jeopardy of not being picked in this England team. Yeah, I think um, I'd understand it a little bit more if we were struggling for players, you know, in the similar positions. Mm -hmm. The There's a few arguments, isn't there? So if we start, I mean, just, just quickly, an overview would be, I, I, I thought second half we were really dynamic and showed how good we are with our forward players. And so, I mean... The, the goals were, the, you know, really good goals. And we looked like a team that can hurt teams with the pace and with the skill and, you know, the way we broke for the last goal. Well, even, the, sorry, the second goal, mm. the pace of Rashford. Saka will be competing with Foden and Rashford as well soon, who's obviously a wonderful player. Bellingham's just off the charts. And McCain looked fit and sharp as well, looked really at it. So lots to be positive about. But back to your point, you know, Phillips... It's not like he's playing one in three, one in four. He's just not playing. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, I like Phillips when he's at it, but he's not playing, so he's not got the fitness or sharpness. He should have been sent off. Yeah. If that was a quarterfinal, semi-final of the Euros, and he's not game ready, or the last group game where you've got to get a result, it could cost you. But that's the, that's the thing, though. Sorry, that is the thing. When you're not playing regularly... Can't be at it. Can you it? can't be at it. No. So you do make them challenges yeah. because you're not at it. So I get what you mean. That's, that's a big problem for me. And I say that about Maguire. As a defender, it's hard to be at the races. Your timing's off. 
you need to get timing in games. You don't get that in training. It's impossible. Well, they both said that in interviews after the game for the first time. They, they, they didn't say, I'm going to move, but they basically said they know they, they need to be playing because they want to go to the Euros. So maybe Gareth's spoken to them. The other one to add to those two is probably Henderson, who's playing out in Saudi, who can't, although he's playing, he's not going to be able to maintain the same levels as you would by playing in the Premier League. You know that. I mean, yeah. you can't. It's like playing friendlies every week, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. So the question is, Will he continue to pick those players if they don't get the game time before the Euros? I don't see how he can. So you would expect them probably to try and move, whether it be on loan or permanently in, in January. This is Maguire and um, Phillips. But if not, there has to be an alternative. And I think the question is, what's the alternative? And why isn't he comfortable using an alternative? I mean, I, we talked about Ward Prowse, but now at West Ham playing arguably the best yeah. football of his life. I think he can play the role Phillips plays. Yeah, I don't think Gareth thinks he can, obviously, but he's not even in the squad. But then you talk about other players in midfield. Rico Lewis, Pep picks him ahead. Oh, Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pep, let's be honest, the best coach in the world. Let, yeah. let, let's look at him and listen. He watches him train every day. Even the lad... Um, Longstaff at Newcastle. How good was yeah, he? Gallagher at Chelsea. Gallagher, another one. Well, he's, Eze, in, the, he's in the squad. Isn't he? He's in the squad. Gallagher. No, but you'd like. I, I think like when you look at that, right? You look at the Harry Maguire one, and that he's always up for selection. You go, oh, yeah, but he's Southgate's man. He's always done it for Southgate, sort of thing. But the main thing I would say is there's not a like a wealth of depth in that position. Yeah, so you go, no, maybe a Lewis Dunk, maybe a Levi Colwell coming through out of the under twenty one side. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get it. You look at it, you said there's not that much depth there. And then you look at like the absentees of like Raheem Sterling, hasn't been involved in the last two squads. For me, he's in good form at Great Chelsea. Form. Um, but then you look at the depth there and you go, yeah, but you know, you've got Rashford, you've got Saka, you've got Grealish, you've got Bowen, you've got all these other players. So I sort of understand that. It, sorry, I, is, that, is that worrying for Sterling? The fact that he's in form, he's been arguably England's best player over the last four to six years. Yeah. The Euros, he dragged us to the final. You know, yeah, Kane scored some important goals, but he dragged us to the Yeah, Sterling game. was the best player. Yeah. Is that worrying for Sterling? The fact that he's now into form, there's players who are out of form, like Rashford, who are in the squad, and Saka weren't even in the squad, and he's still not in it. Mm. Is that worrying? I, I think it's massively, massively worrying for Sterling. And I also think, like, if you're Sterling, you'd be absolutely fuming. Because we can look at other players that aren't getting in, right? Say, for example... Uh, Mark Gahey, you could say, oh, is he fuming he's not getting in the head of Maguire? He might be, mm. but he was never that man anyway. It was always Maguire's spot and it was his to come and take it. Raheem Sterling's had his spot taken off yeah. of him by other players. And like you say, he's always done it for England. So The only, the only thing is, do you think, I mean, I, I might be finding something ain't there, but if Gareth spoke to Raheem and said, look, I know what you can do for me. I don't really want to put you in the squad and leave you on the bench. Mm. Obviously, the Euros are a different thing. He might be on and off the bench. You, you'd accept that more as a player, whether you're older or younger. But right now, he might have had a chat with him. We but, don't know. But there was quotes that came out saying he hasn't had a chat with him. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's not to say everything you hear in the media is true, but there was quotes that came out saying Southgate hasn't spoke to Sterling. So that's one when I sort of think that's a weird one. If you take away from it, you go, look, We've got so many good options there. But then when you look at the two roles we'd spoke about, like centre-back and central midfield in where Calvin Phillips is playing, it's not, it's not like we're short of players mm -hmm. there. You know, Lewis Dunk's come in, done a good job. Levi Colwell, I believe, is the future of England at yeah. centre-back next to John Stones. I, th I think Gay is quality, mate. I think Gay, yeah, yeah. Gay is Quick. Good. 
two-footed, calm. Do you know what? I, I think the key is this. Do we think, or I'll ask you to, and then I'll have my say, do you think we can win the Euros playing, so even if it isn't Phillips, but playing two defensive midfielders and leaving the four to go and win us the game? Or do you think we are that's still too negative or pragmatic to win us a tournament, this tournament? I, me personally, I think we need to play more of a dynamic um, eight next to Declan, okay. in my opinion. Declan, as we've seen him in his, I've seen him closely playing for West Ham, but now Arsenal fans and more people are starting to see it now that he runs for two in there anyway. He does, but just to, just to give you play devil's advocate on that, when Arsenal looked really solid and beat City, he played Jorginho and then Declan with him, didn't he? Mm. Declan, play, play, Declan, Declan played more advanced. Yeah, though. but he can still help out. Of course. But if you play France, Portugal, whoever, yeah. do you, I don't think that's going to change. But, I, but Rico Lewis does that for City when he plays in there. He's more dynamic, yeah. Um, Ward Prowse does it for West Ham when yeah. he's in there. I agree with you. You know, and, and these are players who have got probably got more than Phillips going forward. Especially also, at the moment. But also can do the defensive side. And you made a good point. I think Gareth feels that these other players can't do what Phillips does defensively. But, but if you watch them, they can. Mm. I think we can. I think we can win it playing defensive. I think we. I'd like to see us win it playing attacking. The only thing I would say is when you look at tournament winners, maybe that golden generation Spanish side sort of blur our judgment at this little bit. But nine out of 10 times a tournament winner don't really win the tournament on being ultra ultra attacking. They usually usually win it by not conceding too many goals. You know, look at look at so many teams in our lifetime. Italy when they just won the Euros, Greece when they won the yeah. Euros. If, if, look we, at, if we're being honest though, it's a great example. The reason why Gareth likes to play two defensive players is to protect centre backs. If Maguire's going to play any John man, he can't play where it's open. No. It's impossible. He, he, he Stones struggles. can. Stones can, yeah. yeah. But Harry Maguire can't. He struggles when he plays week in, week out to play when it's open. It's even harder when you're not playing week in, week out to play like that. So I can't see if he's going to play Maguire. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're going defensive. Fact. You know, the funny thing as well, like, I actually think Maguire won't leave Man United in January. I think he'd get a fair few games. Do you really see him now? He's starting to get games. I think that's necessarily not because uh, Ten Hag's going to rate him as the highest and first choice in that centre-back pairing. But I just think they've had their injury problems. Varane never seems to stay fit for all that long. I think he'll play quite a few games, obviously, in the competitions. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're going to be in Europe. Even if they go out of the Champions League, they'll have Europa League football, which you'd very much see Maguire coming in. So I think that, and, and I've also read this morning, um, Romano was tweeting that Calvin Phillips would be leaving in January, looking for game time. Well, that'll so, help Gareth. Yeah. Because if Phillips is playing all the time, I like him. He's a good player. Yeah. So he's in the, he's then, he's then, of course, it's an easier debate and argument to have because it's just a preference then. Who's, mm. he, they're both playing. Who would you have? Fine. The manager makes his decision. But at one point I wanted to get to, and it's a really f fascinating one. You've got, so let, let's look at what we've got at the moment. So we'll keep Sterling out of it. On the right, you've probably got Saka and Foden. I know Saka's probably, and then you've got on the left, Rashford, Grealish. There's four. Who would you go with? And why? Because the one worry I've got, and I think from a, an attacking point of view and dynamism and pace, I would probably edge for Saka and Rashford, mm. you know, against the big, because no one likes defending against that pace. Mm -hmm. But 
I noticed again last night with Rashford, and what a goal, by the way, and he looks fit and sharp, but how many times Di Lorenzo got in because he wasn't tracking him? City wingers always defend better than anybody else's wingers. Yeah. So Grealish, who last season, you know, some of the, how many times we saw him running back? Even Foden did it well last night a couple of times, getting back. Do you go with the players who you know will defend, or do you go with the ones who can win, you think are more dynamic? Because they're all brilliant footballers, but that defensive thing that City players seem to have, because Pep won't have it, will he? He won't have his players not doing that work. Mm. Who would you go with? Me personally, I'm I'm taking Raheem Sterling. Tournament football, he's proven. So he's on the right or on the left? I play him on the left. Saka, who are you going on the right? Saka on the right. But, but, but Saka's another one, who, amazing footballer, and then... Please don't take this the wrong way because I do really like him, but I think he can improve going that way. Mm. Yeah, I think I think um, Saka is probably obviously Byron Harry Kane, the first one that first I'd say one. without a doubt he's definitely in there. Then you got a really hard decision because then you go right. Rashford pretty much guarantees your goals, like m more often than not. You What's think that eight and eight, eight and nine. Exactly. Starts? You look at him in the World Cup just gone. You normally think that Rashford's gonna get your goals, especially in tournament football. Then you look at Sterling, never let England down, but even scrap just never letting England down. If you say to me a Kane partnership with either Rashford, Grealish, or Sterling, for me, the Kane partnership with Sterling is the one that's got the most understanding. They get on well, they know each other, they know exactly what they want from each other in terms and, of how they're playing. And Sterling runs in behind. Does. But all that being said, for some reason, in tournament football, bearing in mind, we know it's very different. We know like winning free kicks, set pieces, all these sort of things are massively, massively important and being able to draw them into you and take a few out of the game. Grealish, like I think Grealish is the one in his horses for courses. And he looks well games. Kane and all. But yeah, but that's no, what I'm saying. Fact, most Grealish do. is the one, like, I remember especially that Euros. Obviously, he played a lot during the World Cup, but especially that Euros. When he wasn't starting, there was a lot of calls for him to start. Whenever he came on, oh. he really significantly impacted the game. Yeah. So let's get your, your two to play up front. One the wings. Grealish and Saka. Saka, Sterling. None of us going forward, are we? No, He's, but that's mad, isn't it? Crazy. How lucky are we to have this choice? Foden's a joke you, as well. Do you reckon? I'm, I'm going to because of Bellingham at ten. This is what I think. I, I would, I would, get I would, I would go Bellingham and eight. Foden. I'd and go, me. I'd go Bellingham eight with with Rice, Foden. I would. Ten I is would, what I would. Do. I would do that. I'd go Bellingham, Rice, Foden, hundred percent. Saka, Rashford. I don't think you put Bellingham back in the eight now. Like I think no, he's not going to. I he's think not when gonna. you look at the job that oh, ten, goal, ten goals in ten games, like you look at the job he's doing for Real Madrid. A few eyebrows were raised, you know, when Ancelotti put him in that ten yeah, because yeah. at Dortmund we'd mostly seen him in an eight, eight yeah. and everyone was sort of thinking, oh no, he's a bit more box box. Since he's been in that ten, we were speaking about the intensity he played with last night, especially second half. A lot of that came down to where Bellingham was on the pitch and being able to put pressure on them quick, force mistakes. But you say that. What about the tackle before he ended up? With the tackle on the edge of the box before they broke and then got the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's an eight position. Mm. If you're oh, constantly stuck as a ten, he just goes where he wants anyway. But mm. both points are valid. Gareth ain't going to do it. Yeah, I don't think. No. So I would, and we'd be interested in your take on this. Because I would, I think I'd go when I see Saka and Rashford on the team sheet. If I'm an opposition manager, I'm thinking my fullbacks have got to be at it. Mm. Foden's a more clever, intelligent kind of in the pockets, brilliant. At every, but you know that raw 
one-on-one, you got Rashford coming at you. you got Saka yeah. coming at you. The reason, the reason why I say Sterling is because Sterling runs in behind, without yeah. the ball. He does. And we've got players who can find him. Kane, his relationship with Son. But this is the problem for Gareth because whoever he doesn't pick, if they don't win it, He's going to get hammered for not picking. Of course. That's, you, that's you know, you're not a funny one, being yeah. manager, though, mm. of England. When we were speaking about, like, obviously club form and whatnot, and we were talking about the midfielders that could be in there, potentially ahead of a Calvin Phillips or a Henderson, none of us even think about Mason Mount now. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of players that we're... There's a lot of players... <laughs> Sorry, Mason. We, we do love you. I no, do. of course. But I'm saying there's a lot of players that we're sort of overlooking at the minute and maybe come the end of the season, yeah, true. they might have staked a claim and you're true. like, okay. You that, know. that felt like Joey wanted to get that in, obviously, because he's left Chelsea. Yeah, well, what's your take on that? He's a, full, I he's a Portsmouth he, fan. I thought, just, I thought he was just being nice for, to flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's trying to rescue his beef. Stick the knife in now, flex, ain't you? <laughs> but on a serious note, Jude Bellingham, how good is he? Don't see a weakness, you know. Not seeing it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Not seeing a weakness, power, mentality. Like, I'm going to be the best player. I'm going to influence this game. Goals, assists, pace. Can defend. He could easily play as an eight, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, because of his... De- but you might yeah. lose something going the other way. To do it, to do what he's doing, it, his age is beyond anything mm. I thought anybody would do. It gives me that sort of Rooney vibe in the way that, like, yeah. Rooney was a man at 18, at 18 years old you know, old wily pros would be cautious about going up against Rooney, especially physicality and in the challenge and type, that sort of thing. And I think that the mature head on Jude Bellingham's shoulders is one of the reasons why he's been able to slot straight into that Real Madrid team. Not only slot in, basically go, right, I'm surrounded by Champions League winners left, right and centre. I'm a kid from Birmingham, but I'm going to be the one driving this team mm. forward now. And, and I can't see it changing anytime soon. Like, I think... He is the difference between us. I, I can tell you one thing. I know the bookmakers, right? If, God forbid, touch wood, Jude Bellingham went down injured before this tournament. Don't say that. Our, our odds I'm would be completely <laughs> scrapped, like when it comes to the bookies in terms of winning the thing. So, yeah. but he's just, yeah, he, he's ridiculous at the minute. Where do you think that mentality comes from? Do you think it's a gift? Or do you think you, it's because of the people around you, the way you're brought up? I think you, it's the way you're brought up. You know, it's not in you. It's not like a genetic no. thing. I think to some extent it's got to be. That. I do. I don't mean it's talent. I think I'm on about the mentality to walk into Real Madrid to walk on the England pitch mm. at 18 and go I'm going to be the best your mentality is what's taught like in terms of like things you go through yeah things you go through in your life things that you're taught in your life that shapes your mentality yeah I agree rather more than you're mm. born with it yeah do you know what I mean? You know that when we talk about our kids our kids when they're growing up their representation of what you teach them mm. you know what you teach you teach the mentality to, to be. Sometimes they don't have it in them to to be able to grasp it, but this boy yeah. grasped it with both hands, you know. And I think I think he's a future England captain more than Declan. Yeah. More than Declan. 
Do you? Only because he's got this unbelievable ability to grab a game. Yeah. A bit like Jared and his pomp, but he's got it at this age. Yeah. You know, like, even what he was doing with the fans, everyone loves him. People seem to gravitate towards his energy yeah. when he's on the pitch. Mm. I mean, I, I just don't see. I'll give. I'm, I mean, Harry's not done yet, of course, but I don't ever see a day where Bellingham would be. It would drag him down having the armband. No, he would wear. He would wear that armband. He's probably playing him back. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Just based off what he's done at Real Madrid, you got to think a, a kid. He's a kid mm. going into Real Madrid with. Superstars in there, by the way, and going now. Oh, this is this is my team, mm. and this is what fair play to Ancelotti. The way he's like, as a mister, the way as a coach, the way he's like, letting him do what he's got to mm. do and taking the shackles off, and just gone, go on, take it if you want it. It's your team. He's Have it. he's um. So I was asked this earlier, but I, I can't think of anyone else who's betting him in the world at the moment. That at was that moment. was going to be my next question. In form, yeah, he's the best at the moment. Right now, who is the best player? And we've got names down here. We've got Kylian Mbappe, but he's not been scoring, has he? He's only started scoring last week. Mm. I know he's, he's got, been out, by the way. But yeah, Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, Erlen Haaland, Rodri, Mo Salah, Harry Kane, and Joel's put in there. William Saliba. <laughs> I, I, I think out of uh, those names you've just named, the only one that you could make a sensible argument for, not to say I'd agree with it, is Mbappe. The problem with Mbappe is if you're looking at the best in the world and you're looking at it in terms of a whole package, right? Jude Bellingham, elite mentality, right? And you might say, of course, Mbappe's got one. But your attitude comes into your mentality a little bit. And we know for one reason or another, there's always been little fallouts and things like that there. And maybe the the story is too early in its stages to say that they'll never be that with Bellingham. But like you were saying about upbringing and that, you know, I think his dad was a policeman, like things like that. You'd imagine he comes from a very disciplined background. I can't see us ever having like the off the field problems and stuff mm -hmm. like that with Bellingham. And even in terms of how brilliant Mbappe is, if you can only have one in your team for a one-off match, maybe I've got a bit of English bias here, but I'm definitely going for Bellingham. Even after what Mbappe done in the final, the World Cup. Didn't win it though, did they? Yeah, but he... <laughs> Two he, nil down by that point. But he... he, he what did he score? Hat-trick. Scored hat-trick in the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, he had the platform to do it though, didn't he? You know what I mean? Like no, he, he's that. got the platform to, to think, do that in that with, match. If it, there's two conversations. One is who's the best player in the world? Probably at the minute over body of work. Mbappe's up there, and he Messi's nearing the end now. So Mbappe would be talked about for most people. But, but on, on current form, on current form, Bellingham's Bellingham. the best. The only and you're person, right. On current form, I'd have Bellingham and my team ahead of him. The only thing that I would say is because a lot of people don't watch German football. If people were watching German football, I think Musiala would be in there. I think Musiala would be in the chat saying, "Could be he be one chat. of the best players in the world in five years?" But but in terms of right now, you don't think he's doing enough? He's well. I saw him, in that conversation. I've seen him twice. That's what I'm saying. I saw him in a league game, which was Kane's either debut or second game, where he was mm -hmm. showed some unbelievable bits. And I saw the United game where he was just off the charts. So is he potentially one of the best players in the world? Yes, I agree with you. But he hasn't got the numbers due, due to yeah. hitting. Mm, do, no. you, do you think if you take Mbappe out of that France team over the last six years, do you think it writes off their chances of being able to win something? I'm not saying they'd be just as likely, yes. but do you think there's no chance of them winning anything without Mbappe? Yeah. Uh, uh, still a chance, but a much smaller uh, one. I still think there's a there's a chance. Obviously, look, 
it's not a one-man team, but PSG, they've not been able to push on and win the Champions League. They've had they've had a season where they didn't win the French League. You'd imagine... We're talking about a guy who scored a trick in the World Cup final. It was only because of Messi that he didn't win it. Mm. Technically, he didn't score a trick, did he? What was that? Two in 90 minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, it's an um, It's an trick. It's an trick. I can't have it. But like, if it nah, weren't for Messi... And it, let's not forget, he has already won one World Cup. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm obviously going to make a case for Jude, you know what I mean? But no, I like I say, when you're reading out that list, it's Mbappe the one that you're going to go, right, there's a solid, sensible argument there. But if I can only pick one to be on the pitch for me at the minute, whether they're Jude, English, Jude's, French, Jude's anything else... The, Jude's just gone clear for me. He's got the potential to be a, a, a serial Ballon d'Or winner. Oh, 100%. Don't you think? 100%. Serial. And I know it's completely hypothetical, but like, if you say, right, 10 years from now, 15 years from now even, because of the age he's at, do you think he'll still be at the top level? Again, injuries, everything comes into it, but I'm going to go, yeah, Bellingham mm. will be. Whereas with Mbappe, he's absolutely phenomenal. I can't tell you for sure if 10 years no, from now Mbappe's playing at the top level. But just get this quickly. What I mean, Musial and Bellingham, that picture from playing together for England under, what was it, 16, 16 17? 17, so. sure. What would Gareth do if he had Musiala now? Oh, wow. Where's he fitting in? He, and he'd have to fit in somewhere. <laughs> he'd have to. <laughs> he'd have to. I don't think he would. He'd still be Phillips. And, um, no, Declan. he'd have to. He'd no. have to. He'd, he'd have on, to fit He'd be in. on the bench. No chance. <laughs> Mate, you never know though. No like, so you, see, you see if Foden was able to declare nationality for another team and he was smashing it in another national side, we'd be going, Yeah, he'd, he'd have to fit him in somewhere. And it's like, mate, he no, don't. We're, like, spoiled. <laughs> we're spoiled, aren't we? We are spoiled. We are spoiled. Um, just want to quickly touch on, obviously, the booing from the England fans to Jordan Henderson and, and Harry Maguire. Um, my take on it, obviously, Harry Mag- in terms of Harry Maguire... Um, doesn't help the fact that he's not playing for his club. Well, also, that was Scotland fans. Yeah. That yeah, is different. True. It is different. So you're going to expect that. Yeah. I, I would argue Gareth didn't need to put him on at halftime. He had other centre-half. Yeah. You know I mean? You're away in Scotland or Ireland or home nation game and you're putting him... He, half a chance it's time to blood players there, I think. Yeah. You, can, you can bring somebody else on there. He knew what Harry gives him. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was game time. But it's different than what Jordan had the other night mm. because his own fans booed him. Yeah, and and my take on on Jordan is, I don't understand why you would boo a player who's given everything for the country when playing, when wearing the England shirt, just because he's made a decision to leave England and go and play in a league that may not be to your liking, whether it's for political reasons, whether it's for for just for the football reasons or whether you think he's being greedy and going for the money. I don't think he'd have got booed. I don't know, but I don't think he'd have got booed if it was just about leaving for the money. I think it's because of his uh, vocal support and online support for the LGBTQ community and all that, and then then going to take the money from a country that homosexuality is illegal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, get, I get that. That's the main... I I think that... I might be wrong, but I think that's where the booing came from initially. I, I get that, but I, me personally, I can't accept that. I can't have that for the simple reason that he said it himself. It, he's still the same person. He's not been asked to be different. No, he but still he's has not, his same. The, the, but some people's argument same. would be he's not. He's not got the courage of his convictions, and as soon as the money's shown, all that all that support's gone. And, and tell and, me a person who wouldn't do it. Please tell me. 
I'm with you. That's what, tell me a person. And, and, I'm giving. And, I'm playing devil's advocate to the people. Know? I'm trying to get into the mindset of people who no, boo him. I'm, I, not, I, I'm, I'm not somebody who would boo him for making that decision, mm. right? But I think there's a there's a, a minority who feel strongly enough to say that's not the type of behaviour we condone. So we're going to boo you as you come off the pitch. The good just just to add some good on it is that Gareth spoke about it. There seemed to be a majority of fans at the Italy game, which was the one after he got yeah. booed, who actually gave him a round of applause when he came on. So that was good to see yeah. here. But I, d I don't think... My last word on it is this, and I don't think Jordan's going to be as affected by it as maybe people who are reporting on it, but you can't have all the good in football. You can't have all the good mm -mm. things without some of the bad. And occasionally he's had loads of plaudits over the years for being a wonderful captain and leader and doing great things at Liverpool. Now, he's made a decision for him and his family, and I would have probably made... I would have made the same one, not probably. So I get it. But you're going to have to face the repercussions of your decisions sometimes. Yeah. And if that's a bit of booing, when he come off at Wembley, then he's going to have to take it on the chin and crack on. So he's big enough. I, I know him personally. I, mm. I, he came through at Sunderland when I was there. He's big enough to take that. Definitely. Of course he is. He's big enough to take that. He's got the personality to take that. He could be part of the team that wins the Euros next year. Hundred percent. You know, things will change. And and the fact of the matter, sorry, Joe, and the fact of the matter, his mentality and the way that he is as a person, he Drive might be on. looking at it and be, okay, they know that I'm a big advocate for the LGBTQ community. They know that and they still want me. Maybe it's easier to try and educate people from the inside rather than being from the outside in. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. No. You, you, just, you just never know. No, but that's a bit... I, I think that's... If you think... I don't think he believes but, it. But, it. It's, but until you go there, it is a country that's thriving to change. Mm. I just think in life, at some point in these footballers' lives, they're going to have to make a decision. As, as the Saudi league emerges, you're going to have to make a decision. Do I upset people that, yeah, all right, I've campaigned for and, and um, I've sort of given a voice to at times. Do I risk upsetting them or... Do I make a decision that literally secures my family, my kids, my kids' kids for generations to come? And at the end of the day, anyone that says to me, no matter what the situation is, they don't pick family over anything, I, I don't know. Yeah, I it's suppose the argument is against that again, without, is he could own that and say it. Mm. Yeah. But then, the, but then the, they are the ones paying him the money, the employers. So I think it's, but he's, it's he best came, to just sort of keep... He, yeah. came, out and, he yeah. came out and said yesterday before the game in an interview and said that him as a person will never ever change. And I believe that. And I believe that because I know him. He will never ever change. And I would make the same decision. But I, what I, what I, I know we've got to wrap up, but I, I don't... Look, if you're a footballer in this day and age and we didn't really have these decisions You've to make... You've got to take both. I don't, yeah. But I, I don't think it's the right decision to start using your platform to go down any political views mm -mm. and support of... If, you know, people might say, should use it because yeah. you're an influence. I think as soon as you start going down that road, you're opening yourself up somewhere to have mm -hmm. to be bitten. Mm. And I, I wouldn't do it. I would stay focused on the job in hand and not get... Although some people might say, you should support this and you should support that... I think sometimes players generally, not Jordan, but players generally, stay in your lane a bit more, focus on your football and don't get too preoccupied with all that because you might find this type of stuff happening somewhere down yeah. the line. Yeah. That's enough on the booing, I think. <laughs> um, should we look at the up-and-coming fixtures this weekend? Some big ones. Yeah. Especially for us three. Yeah, we'll do them quickly because I know you're a popular man. Yeah. You're going to... Liverpool-Everton. Home winning it. 
think home win. Everton I'm sure. I don't think Everton will go down, but they haven't got the capabilities of winning at Anfield the way Liverpool are playing. Mm. Not worried at all. West Ham and Villa. This is a massive game, I think, um, for both teams. Villa are uh, uh, trotting along nicely, mm. especially at home. Yeah, doing sure, really, really well. And and West Ham, you know, started the season well. You know, I think these two teams will will be battling it out for European places this year. I think so. It's a big game. Um, you know, it looks like fifth getting Champions League now. Yeah. Is it? Mm. Wow. I'm going West Ham win. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I'm going West Ham win. Yeah. Mm. I'm, going, I'm going West Ham win, I am. West Ham win, I think. I think if West Ham get a result there. I'll it? take a draw. Yeah. West Ham, as West yeah. Ham, I'll take a draw, but I, I, I think West Ham win 1-0. Big game of the weekend, Joe. Massive yep. for you. Should be a nice, comfortable win for us, shouldn't it? <sighs> it's going to be an hard game. So what? I think you'll get summer. You know, I've got a, a sneaky feeling, but mm. we'll caveat that by saying I've always got a sneaky feeling. And, and over the last two years or so, it hasn't really You're come. sitting on the fence, guys. You're sitting on the fence. that much. No, look, I think there's obviously... Uh, do you know what? The international break has come at the worst time for Chelsea because if we had have played them six days or so, what it would have been after um, that big win against Man City when they finally, you know, got the duck off their back and been able mm. to go and beat City in a fixture that over the past eight years or so I think they had Flamini in the team last time they beat City because of the emotional come down of that like we saw um, Newcastle against West Ham after the night at St James's yeah. Park against PSG no, I hear you. because of that emotional come down I think it would have been perfect time to face Arsenal because we've had this little international break I think everyone's had a chance to breathe relax I think we're in for a really tough match I do think there's a, there's a good possibility we see a one all draw in that match I think a draw mm. maybe even a Chelsea win you know you always do well against Arsenal at home don't you we haven't actually done no, what our no. we haven't actually done well against won, them for a they, while. They've won their, did, did they win it last year? The year before? Yeah, yeah. Won last they, year? they won last year, I think 3-1, 4-2 the year before. Yeah, and Arteta, against Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Arteta <laughs> against Chelsea. Arteta uh, against against Chelsea. Eleven matches. I think he's only lost twice. And bearing in mind a lot of those eleven matches, they would have been the the sort of lesser team when we when it was us, you know, under two sure and whatnot, and them sort of finishing eighth. So to to have only um, lost twice against Chelsea is a pretty good record. You know what? I've only got one memory of the Chelsea Arsenal game at Chelsea. Which one? The Carnu hat trick. Yeah, Ooh, it's one you of know, the best goals. You know, I've ever you know seen. what my one will always be. <sighs> <laughs> the, the best the best memory from any Arsenal Chelsea match was Wayne Bridge at Highbury Wednesday night Champions, Champions League. League we'd never beat them like we had beat them but growing up I never see us beat Arsenal every now and again we beat Man United every now and again we beat Liverpool we never beat Arsenal is that the story yeah. where he went in after Roman and they they collared him for an extra bonus or whatever? oh really yeah. probably yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that well deserved yeah. though <laughs> yeah. yeah oh wicked well guys thank you for tuning in give us your take in the comments England selection, who do you think should be the midfield two? This is me, Anton Ferdinand, Danny Murphy, Joey. We'll see you next week. <laughs>